0: from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton.
1: Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton, uh, and uh, it's a great afternoon as, as we wind up uh, uh, the fall festival of, uh, of booths or Suk- Uh, You know, if you you, know, you can't drive past my church anymore for a while because they tore up all of Penn Avenue, <laughs> and uh, so you, I would say you can come by and, and relax in the the, the sukkah but it's uh you know it's hard it's hard getting there you gotta walk a block to get to my church for the next couple of days hopefully they'll be finished with with the construction work that they're doing around there but at, at this time of year to me is a time of, of of reflection and uh you know we've we've come through uh you know uh yom kippur time of repentance and you know we we between there and rosh hashanah we would looking at our lives, examining ourselves. And now there's this Festival of Booths where where God commanded them to build a booth and be, to be in remembrance of how it was when they first came out of Egypt. And, and, and though we don't live in an agricultural society anymore, meaning we don't have, uh, you know, eight, nine days this time of year, well, really pretty much two, three weeks to celebrate the festivals as they celebrated them back then, I always try to put myself in remembrance of, you know what was God trying to accomplish through the principles of the festivals, and what uh, this principle of, of of celebrating, of remembering where you came from, and uh, and that's just what I want to talk about today. Remembering where you came from. Uh, I was in California a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. What well, now? He's well. Let me say, I was talking to a pastor. He is now a friend of mine, and uh, and we got to talking and sharing and praying, and and uh, he was telling me that. Uh, that, that that his second service just went off the chain. At the end the God came in and showed up as they were singing this song, and I, I hadn't heard of the song. The song was "Reckless Love," and and so he was telling me the words to the song. But once I heard the words to the song, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You know what I mean? That you know the, the words are are powerful. And and I'm in the, I'm into the word. That's what just when I'm into the word. I the music doesn't doesn't bother me much. I I can. I can switch the music around if I if I want to if I want to come up with a beat that I like. But it's the words and, and those words that that were in there that 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 God recklessly comes after us. You know that, that that no matter where we are, no matter what obstacle, no matter what walls, no matter what lies, no matter what is there, that He comes for us. He leads the ninety nine to come for us. And I'm like, wow. And I, and I'm just and I and I, I I was like, well, I just I sing that song, so I pull out my cell phone and I. And I text my, my worship leader and I said, man, we got, you got to find that song. And then he texts me back and say, oh, uh, we, we sung that yesterday. <laughs> While I wasn't there, I'm in California at church and he's they, like they, he yesterday, but it was good to know that, uh, you know, that he was ahead of me in the spiritual curve. That's his calling. You know, I mean, mine is to preach it, but it was there. But, you know, that, that song is just a a, a powerful song when you think about how we run from god and and i say that again i mean we do run from god uh you know i look back on my life and some of the guys that were that i was close to in life some of the guys that i that i, I, I committed uh uh crimes with that i had good times with and i look back and a lot of them were church kids you know i i, I wasn't but they were you know what i mean they were out there running with me And, 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 you know, I guess going to Catholic school for those eight years, you can throw me in the church boy category too, because I, I mean, I had, I knew some of the major stories of the Bible. I just hadn't pieced together this salvation thing and, you know, hadn't really made a a commitment. And, but these guys, they were raised in Pentecostal and Baptist churches and they knew the word, but they were out there running with me. And then I come to the Lord and they're still running from God, you know? (laughs) I had a friend of mine this week that we spent some time together. He was in town for a funeral, and he's still running from God. I mean, I'm like, dude, you know? what I mean, he's like, yeah, I don't know why I got to do this and that. You know, still wanting to cling on to that that imagery, still wanting to be the man. You know, you're almost sixty years old. You ain't the man no more. You know what I mean? You know, you just gotta let you gotta let that go. And um, and so so when you when you when you look at the sum total, why? Is it, and I say this today because my, my kids are church kids, you know, that I have. You know, why Why do we run from God, those of us who should be the ones to know of him and know of his love, his power, and we're the main ones who run and do other stuff and, 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 and take a vacation from him, you know, to, to get to that point. And that song is talking about how God has come after us. You know, and he, there's nothing stop him. You know, and I read, think of Romans eight twenty eight, where it names all these things that can't keep you from God. But it doesn't name you. It doesn't name you. And, you know, some, some of you out there listening and, and you know, you, you attend church regularly and you enjoy the word. That's why you listen to 980. You listen to 980, the mission, because you you enjoy the word. You know what I mean? You're either listening to me because you, it, I just happen to be on the radio right now and, and I'm just here. You know what I mean, or you know, you are waiting on your favorite program, or I am your favorite program. It doesn't matter what it is. <clears throat> Somebody's out there who's listening, who's trying to figure out how does God fit into my life? Because I know I listened to Christian radio before I became a Christian. Because I want to know, I want to know about this Christianity thing. I want to know well, what's expected of me. You know what? What am I to do? You know what? What is the church doing? How does how does God respond to certain issues? How does God respond? To certain problems, I, I want to know what he what he did, and and one of the reasons for this show is to, to let you know how God is responding in a, in in an urban context, to let you know what He's doing in the city by introducing you to different ministries and pastors and and stuff, and just talking about things and and putting a little spin on it. But I, to ask you in in the midst of our running, why are we running from God? We need to be running to God. You know, we some of us complain about. The economy we complain about politics we complain about everything and but we don't run to where the answer is we still try to find the answer in other things we still try to find the answer without God because I and I know why I ran from God because God was immovable I couldn't win the argument you know, I mean I couldn't out slick him I, I could I could not talk him you know I could not reason him I, I couldn't say well that's what you believe in and this is what I believe. I couldn't do that to God. So I avoided God. I ran from God because He was the ultimate. You know, what I mean, I know I can I know when my kids are out of pocket when they're running from me because they can't slick me. They can't out talk me. They can't outreason me because I raised them and I know them. And they don't even have to talk and I know what they're thinking. You know? And that's me as a human being. Even so much more our heavenly father can know these things. This is a time of year of new beginnings, a new year, you know, a new year from, from a Jewish perspective. is fifty-seven, eighty, and 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 I always use this time of year to shape the rest of my year. I I, I, I this is my planning time of year, between now and and you know, in November. Normally, I will go to the Third World Leadership Conference first week of November. I would finalize my plans, what I'm going to preach on, uh what I'm going to teach on on the radio, uh you know, what goals I set for my family, uh, what goals I set for myself, my church. Uh this is that time of year for me. But I have to be honest with myself. One of the goals that I, I I'm being challenged with this time of year is to put on my track shoes and start chasing down some of these cats <laughs> that's been running from God for a long time. You know, we've been running from God for a long time, and uh, you know, you you can't share intimate moments with people and then sit back and watch them head to destruction. Proverbs twenty four ten says, you know that 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 God knows our hearts. He knows our hearts. If we see people being drawn unto destruction and do nothing about it, He knows our hearts. He knows what He He knows what He created us to do. Listen to Isaiah sixty one, the radio ministry of the Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, so, what I want to talk to you today about is is, uh, is is just running from God, just running from God, you know, and and how, why we should run into His arms and not run for Him, and to appreciate what's being done. Uh, we none of us like rules. None of us like rules. None of us like to be contained. as part of our Western culture to control our own destiny. To make our own way, you know, even though we end up following somebody, but we think we're making our own way, but as long as we think we're making our own way we're you know we're pretty we're pretty happy and satisfied when it gets to a point where we get locked in and we we feel like that we are no longer in control it, it just doesn't feel right to us now, in other cultures, that feels good because you respect your elders and your elders set the tone for you, and uh they tell you you know you know which way you should go, what's your career. And you have a trust in your eldership that you can go there and be released and do that. But you know, we want to we want to make our own mistakes, and, and that way we but well, we can still blame other people. Well, other people can receive blame, but they just can't give advice. And but but we run, you know, and and the very ones that are there. I just want to share with you, um, and, and before we go to break, just a story I have, and and I have to put this in an urban context, an urban spin. Right, because you know, that's just that's my roots. I could give you a business thing, but it is not good enough. Whenever a group of people get together of a like mind and like kind, something should happen. Something should happen. That's just that's just a basic principle. Something should happen. If I put a hundred nurses in a room together and they're all talking, uh, they're gonna be talking about nursing stuff. And 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 together out of that hundred, if they they should come out of there with some type of idea, some type of solution, you know, somebody should get edified. Because you might come and present a problem, you know, having a problem, uh, you know, with a tough stick, and you know, and then another nurse who has will come in and tell you a bit, good way to handle a tough stick or how to how to put an IV in uh, an ankle or whatever like that. You come out with some kind of knowledge. And you come out the better for it by being in the room. That's why we have conventions. That's why we have uh, seminars. That's why we have things like that. Because we come together to share ideas and to grow and to learn and to better ourselves. And, and, And I have a problem when a group of people come together and no change happens. You know, I have a problem when a denomination or a group of people get together for a convention or a conference and the city doesn't even know they're there. Only the restaurants and the malls know that they've been there. You know, you bring in a whole denomination into Minneapolis, and Minneapolis' spiritual condition doesn't change. You bring in all these preachers, 1,700, 1,500, and Minneapolis doesn't change. You bring in all these youth workers. You bring in all these prophets, intercessors. I don't care what the convention is. I don't care what the conference is. You know, I've only been to one conference in my life where the city was different after people left. Now I've heard of others. Don't get me wrong. I just, I've only been to one. You know what I mean? And I I try to go to a lot and and we got there and when we got there, we sat down and we listened to the first preliminary message. And then after that, they put us on the street. (laughs) I got to witness the homeless people. I got to go to shelters. I went to high schools. I went to everywhere. And so therefore, you know, that I was, the, the city was different. There are people who met Jesus. There were people whose needs were met because we all came into that city. A, a group of us came into that city. You know what I mean? I even had a, in my own denomination when we hit a city. Only one time since I've been in this particular denomination we ever tried to go out and do something. And then all the things sold out so quick, booked up so quick. All the all the all the uh, the, the community excursions booked out so quick that a lot of us couldn't even go out because it was it was full. They they didn't think that that many people would want to go and minister during the convention. You know, we, we had to come to a mindset that when we come together, it's somewhere in the Scripture that says where two or more are gathered in my name, I am in the midst of them. A lot of times we gather, but we don't gather in the name. And that's what the Festival of booths or Sukkot is about. You gather together and you celebrate in his name, Right. But even in the midst of that celebration, you were supposed to grab the stranger, the person who didn't know God, and the Levite, you know, the one who worshiped God, and bring them into your house, into your family, and celebrate. It's a time that you're inviting that pastor over. I think that we get our pastor appreciation around this time of year. You invite that pastor over. You invite that person who doesn't know God over, and you all celebrate together so they can get to know you and get to know that you're a human being and you like to celebrate. And it was a wild celebration. Matter of fact, you were even allowed to drink strong drink. Oh man, Alcoholic Anonymous, look out. You know what I mean? I said so so it then change happens. But when you have people who can come together and no change happens, then I must think that that we're not fertile. We're not we're not being useful. And I think that's why we end up running. Because we go to church and we go to gatherings and we don't see change. We don't see God moving because we're not really gathered together in his name. We're gathered out of tradition a lot of times, and we just gathered out of fact of, of getting it out the way. This is Isaiah sixty-one, the Radio Ministry Spirit Lord Church, uh, Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, you know, you're always welcome. Uh, you know, we have a skating party coming up October fourteenth uh, at the Roller Gardens. Uh, mention my name, you get in free. You don't mention my name, you're gonna pay six dollars. Uh, we'll be back after the break, and I uh, wrap this conversation up.
0: This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM980, The Mission. I'm often asked by our loyal listeners, how do I support your radio station's mission in sharing the good news of the gospel. My answer is simple. Support those who support us. Instead of sending us a gift of money, I encourage you to send that same gift of money to one of our great national or local ministries that you hear daily on AM 980 The Mission. Or next time you need a product or service, visit our advertiser section on am980themission.com or call us at 651-405-8800.
1: school beat <laughs> hey you welcome back to isaiah 61 you know, one day we're just gonna do a show on all music man we're just gonna sit around in and we're just gonna hip-hop till we drop you know that's just what we're gonna do it, you know, i couldn't imagine you couldn't have told me trevor uh 40 years ago one that i'd be doing christian radio that business would have been like no you would have said no no ain't not no way possible. ain't no way in, the world. Not, not, not way in the world you know i'm gonna stay in the club right and uh <laughs> and, and you know so and and to be dj and i remember saying this one time with my partner we had to be dj we was like we were sitting up there and i'll never forget we was watching wayne newton and liberace right we was sitting up there it was something on tv we was tweaking our equipment, you know, because we used to DJ, tweaking our equipment, and they came on there doing something. I said, man, can you imagine by the time we get old, who they're going to have in Vegas? You know what I mean? Can you imagine uh, Sugar Hill Gang and the Fat Boys, you know, 70 years old still trying to rap? (laughs) 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 Can you imagine some old dancers up there trying to do something? Breakdance moves, or, yeah, yeah, because you, because you, because you think about what Vegas usually is. Vegas and Branson is like, you know, for the sixty plus crowd, right? But now that's me now, right? Sometimes my kids get in the car and they hear me listening to a beat. They be like, that, 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 tourniquet to ass. That's not you. I like you. Would you uh, forget uh-huh. that this is me? Yeah. I said. I, was, I said. I'm the first generation. I was like eighteen when hip hop broke. I was like. You know, but you know they don't they don't see it There's that way. Deep roots there. Yeah, they they look at it as it is 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 day music man, and and I and I got to back off, and I got to go do something else, I guess. But but uh, as I was saying earlier, we talk about just you know running away and, and and entrenching things, and and why is it that those who've been exposed to the gospel run the fastest? You know, I have a couple of my own children; they're running, just running. I don't know where they're running to. To me, it looks like they're running a circle, but to them, they think they're getting far away from the gospel as they possibly can. You know, and I understand the mindset because I understand some of the guys that I was around, and you know, and I turned and, and gave my life to the Lord at 24, and uh, and with 23 I kind of straightened up, but 24 I gave my life to the Lord, and uh, and so some of the guys that even grew up in church still look at me like like wow we can't believe you flipped you know what I mean and, you know to go that route you know what I mean one of the, one of the guys' mom was looking she said you just look so much different now you know she hadn't seen me. In, yeah, this, this, she hadn't seen me in like forty years, you know. what I mean, but it, but she saw me as a young college student running around. You know, she brought her son down to college, and she heard heard about me, and and heard that I had become, I had gotten saved, become a pastor. But you know, she spent a couple of days with me because they came in town for a funeral, and uh, it was just good to talk to her about the Lord, and 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 I know I gave her hope for her child, because <laughs> I know her heart is she wants to see her child come back and walk in the forest. I know cuz that's my my hope for my children and what I do. And, and 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 what can we do when somebody's running? Really, there's nothing we can do. I wish there's some some three-step plan I could give you to uh trip somebody up to make them stop running and settle down and appreciate what God is doing in their life. Uh but you know, I, I must say this. The festival of booths, you know, and I know celebrating the festivals is far from us in mainline Christianity. But I'm just telling you that the, the Festival of Tabernacle of boost is also called the in-gathering of the nations, is when you bring people back together. And if you read it in Scripture what it says you're supposed to do, you're supposed to take your tithe, right? I know that's a cuss word to some of you, pastors, but the, the people are allowed to take their tithe and throw the biggest party they can throw. And at this party, they invite strangers. Strangers, do you think about it? You think about it. I mean, everybody can love enjoy a party. You don't have to be theologically sound to go to a party. Right? So you can invite the stranger. You can invite your neighbor. You can invite your 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 son or daughter or husband that's running away. And you can have this nice, wild, they can see you having a wild, exuberant time in the Lord. God is the center of this celebration. Now, can you imagine Jerusalem where everybody's coming back? Every five feet there's a party and somebody's inviting you in to, to come and eat and to share and to drink and the and fellowship and to talk and, and and to be in that kind of an atmosphere, you know, where it's going. You know, no, you wouldn't even have Fat Tuesday anymore down in New Orleans. You wouldn't have to worry about nobody going to Mardi Gras. You know what I mean? Because the Festival of Boots would be your Mardi Gras. And it would be the opportunity for you to, to invite that person who's running Away from God to come back in and sa- and learn that you can celebrate in God. Most people think Christians don't have fun, right? And if if we do the festival of Boots, we're having fun. And I hate to see some of y'all if y'all get some strong drinks. So as I, I, we had to do grape juice at our Passover festival because some people couldn't handle the, the four cups of wine. So we had. To, but you can you imagine just a uh, uh, you part you you're celebrating in Him. You're not celebrating. A birthday, you're not celebrating a Super Bowl or Final Four. You're celebrating God, and you're having a good time. And you get an opportunity to pull them in, invite them over. They don't have to be worried about you giving an altar call. They don't have to be worried about you uh, laying hands on them. Or, or do but you're just celebrating and having a good time and going there. And, and, and that is a way that you can let them know, hey, I love you, but I love God even more, and we want you back. When are you coming back? When can we gather you back again? When are you coming back in again? Don't you remember how it was? Don't you remember them early days? You know, what I mean, when I sit in that suka and I look up at the sky, I'm thankful I have a roof over my head. Now, through the year, I complain about my roof. I wish my roof was in Beverly Hills sometimes. I wish my roof was in Miami at 90 degree weather, especially this week. You know, I wish my. But I'm thankful to have a roof when I had to sit back and look at life without a roof, you know, and I can I, I, I can stop for a while and quit comparing myself among myself and compare myself to the Word of God. Man, such a rich time. If you're running, hey, take my advice. Jog. <laughs> then walk. Then stop and enjoy what God has for you. Let it soak in. Let it happen. You know, as I said before the break, uh, we're having our summer, uh, like kind of like reunion at the Roller Gardens on October 14th from 5 to 7. Uh, that's a Sunday night at our, at the Roller Gardens from 5 to 7. Mention my name, get in free. If you don't mention my name, it's $6. Uh, we're skating for two hours. You can come out and meet me, uh, and just meet people in my congregation, meet the people we minister to. and and the body of Christ get together and enjoy so uh, take care God bless and don't break me